Good morning. Welcome to Pursuit of Unity, where we discuss anything and everything relating to BE, business, the climate in the country, and whatever we feel like. I'm Rudolf Reutenbach, and with me is Paul Janisch to take you through this journey. Today um, is the launch of our official podcast channel, and uh, I'm Rudolf Reutenbach, with me is Paul Janisch. Paul, you can say hi to everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's not, it's not raining at the moment, and there's no load shedding, so, um, so we've timed it well. Yeah, it's probably not raining because there's no cricket on. But just watch. <laughs> as soon as the cricket starts, it will rain. Don't worry. It's coming. Ah, uh, yes. Cool. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, I would have laughed that. Um, but we well, we talk about being... you know what we've got that thing with cricket South Africa. So you know, where you can sponsor a you can sponsor a coach. So yeah, you know, I think we we're about as cricket as it could be. Yeah, so so we do like to integrate our fun and our work into one one place. So we do work with cricket South Africa on some stuff, and and you can get some BE points. So it's a good point, but don't mention it now because it's going to start raining, and there is a there is a twenty going on that I would want to follow at least on quick info a bit later. But anyway, we're talking about sport now, and you can see that we are going to get derailed here. So maybe before we carry on. Um, quick introduction of what um, what we're about. Um, maybe Paul, you can start and tell us how what do you do for a living, firstly. But I also want to understand from your side how did you get to this point? Um, you're a bit older than me, and you've been in this industry for so long. But how did you land up in it, and and what is it that you actually do within the BE world? It's a yeah, Rudolph, you and I have worked together for so long. Um, it's almost uh, it's almost hard for me to explain it to you because you know how it works. But there are crude terms for what I do, but I won't use them for the purposes of this podcast. Um, I, I have been a BE compliance person for the last 20 plus years, specifically compliance. I'm not a transformation guy. I don't have a patient. Um, you know, transformation is rather like going on a diet. If you think that you can hit the gym a week before uh, you go on holiday, before you go to Belito, and you're going to look like anything, well, good luck to you. And that's the transformation process. Um, so, but I, people come to us and they say, we've got to get on the BE scorecard. We've got to be a level four. We don't want to spend any money. And we say, fine, well, we've got a number of products that'll help you do that. And it's stuff that I've worked on over the last 20 years, but some really, really great things that we've worked on for over the last 20 years. So I was once formally employed in the, uh, in the internet industry, and uh, they decided that it was time to retrench people. And so I got to work early that day in case they didn't retrench me, because I'd probably still be there. Uh, that was 25 years ago or something. And, um, and, and I looked at this, I looked at, I looked at this, this concept of, of, of BE and, and initially I thought, well, maybe there's something here that can save the country. You know, maybe there's something, that, something in it that will create something for the country so that we can actually say that we've done something, that, that we've, got, we've got an economy. And 
I started blogging soon after that. And then when I, when I go back and I read these blogs, blog posts, there's optimism, 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 and then it just stops. And then I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, there's just no ways. There's no ways that there is a political will to fix what's wrong. They're throwing it at the, uh, at the private sector saying, we can't fix it. You've got to fix it. So we're going to set these most ridiculous BE targets. Um, to try and solve all the ills in the country. And that just made me angry because it's an unequal relationship. The government is coming from one perspective and they're saying, we'll destroy the economy, but we expect you to keep it going. We're going to call you racist. And we're also going to, and we want you to make sure that you employ our people. So then it was a matter of just putting together these products and then I got involved with you, which was really fortunate because you have skills that I don't have skills. I have a BA in history and law. So I know how to do BA and history and law, whereas you're not. I mean, what, what, what is your history, Rudolf? Like, where do you come from? Do you want to know where I physically come from? Because uh, it's a story on its own. I, but, I, um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I, I don't think the internet is ready for your platteland history. Yeah, no, you can hear it in my accent already. So let me leave that there. Um, yeah, so, so I've studied in Poch. I got the become degree and then I obviously did my articles and, and turned into this uh, CA within the public sector. And I, I did a lot of work within public sector. Even after I finished my articles, did a lot of public sector consulting work. Um, so very close to the public sector. I think there's a lot of good people within the public sector trying to get things sorted out. And unfortunately, like you mentioned, politically, there's a different, always a different agenda. And things change every now and then. And as new people come, they just break the system. And these poor guys that are trying to do the day-to-day -day work, um, yeah, have a new mandate and new stuff to do. And, and it just changes um, what they've been trying to build over a long period of time. And then over the years, I moved into more the training space. And I, I've always been in training, even in the public sector, did a lot of training. And I, I became involved in skills development. And that's where my interest in, in BE really started, in that we, we did a lot of training work specifically to gain BE points. Um, and, and I think it's still a very relevant area um, because it's on the scorecard firstly, but also the, our skill levels in the, in the country needs a bit of a, a rethink and, and you'd know that, but, but from our side, we obviously look at what is really relevant to people. How do we create work or jobs out of these training rather than just getting skills development points on the table here? And, and I think that that is really the challenge that, that me and you try and solve on the skills development angle. And I think at some stage we'll talk about that. Yeah, I, I, I think from my side, the BE is a, is a lot of math. It's a lot of sums, it's formulas, it's, it's um, driven through calculations mostly. And um, I'm rather good with those. <laughs> I quite like, uh, yeah. quite like a calculation. Yeah. So um, a, lot of, a lot of those um, other things I can work out and, I probably don't know the legislation as well as, as most people do, but my skill set works within a certain um, framework. And I, and I think that's where we work well together as well. 
to to try and see where the one knows something the other can add on or adjust and and ensure that we get to a point where we get the best for the client because ultimately if we can solve their problem i think we've we've done our job uh, they want the scorecard they want it as cheap as possible they don't necessarily want to change the world but they want to to get to a point where they can um go move forward in their business without just handing it over or or potentially closing it down because it is not getting the work that it requires through this process um yeah i'm quite passionate about um job creation as well i quite like the idea of um getting people into their own work environments or an opportunity for people and i think that's one of the things that also drove me over the years to, to try and see how we can create projects or opportunities by using be as well and and other ways to try and get people to to either work for themselves or to to be in a position where they have employment um yeah just this week um, i think we spoke of people always asking for work they want to work but they are unfortunately not offering they don't offer a skill so how do we get people to align what they can do with what the workplace has um, and and match those up and i think there's a massive gap in that um yeah, it, it, well, it, it, it's they don't have a skill they also if 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 you're an employer someone comes to you and says give me a job your first question is well what can you do and the answer is well just give me a job and you know that's it it it, I, it the school system doesn't teach you to handle that and and so it is left up to people like ourselves but you know i look back on the on the five odd years that you and i have worked together i think it's that much it's 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 certainly this is our second leap year um might even be longer but uh you know some of the stuff that we did in the past with these entrepreneurship these entrepreneurship programs and those campuses that we set up and there was an extraordinary amount of hope that was created in places where where there is no hope and of course of course it all just came falling down because of covid um but there is there is a will there is a desire I, I think the biggest challenge in South Africa is is that okay, you and I do BE compliance, and we're really, really, really good at it. The thing that I love um, dealing with you because of your CA and your tax background, you're able to advise from a tax perspective, and that is absolutely it's almost neglected. So someone will come to me and they'll say. I need to put together a trust. And I'll say, that's fine. Go speak to Gerard Boerter. He'll sort out your trust. Gerard's our lawyer, by the way. Missed <laughs> taking us to lunch on Monday. Should he yeah. ever listen to this? But I think that the issue with Gerard is that this is going to be on the internet. And I'm not sure that Gerard is quite hip to what's going on the internet. We might just um, miss anyway. his email. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so, um, so, so, so we we we've got we've got this we've got this culture now of social grants. And when I started in this industry, the um, it, I think it was about four billion a year they were spending, and now it's 
probably about five times that amount on social grants. And they're putting more and more people on social grants. And every, every year, more people go on. And the people that live in these very depressed areas, whether they be in squatter camps or, or in um, townships or whatever, they've lost the notion of the idea of work. They don't know what work is. Like you, and I grew, sure. you and I grew up in an environment where our parents worked. Um, and going to work was how it, how, what was normal to us. But if you live somewhere where no one works, and the only person that you might have known who, who worked was a grandmother, and she's now gone back to wherever she comes from, um, some rural area or something, you don't know how to work. And that's the biggest challenge that we've got. How do we teach people? what work is it's, it's it's way beyond anything that we can do but this new venture creation stuff that you and i did um those years ago where your your, your premise was there is no work i remember that and well. hence people need to I, I think it was your term you just said there are no jobs so so what yeah. are we going to do there, there there's you can't you can't train people to do a job when that work does not exist. And the longer those people don't work, the less likely they are to become employed. So they have to become sure. self-employed. But even that is, is, is a challenge. And if everyone was self-employed, then we wouldn't have corporates. So, yeah, so I, I, I think our job, our, our job is to advise clients you know, and we want to be paid for it because let's face it, you know, we want to be paid for it. Uh, advise clients on how to get onto the scorecard. Come in with some of the most incredible products. You know, we've got the owner shield uh, ownership thing, which is extraordinary. It's the best in the in the industry. It's non-invasive. It's reversible. Um, skills development. I still I, I freak out when I think about how. Rob Davies decided that he was going to say you need to spend 6% of payroll on the training of black people. That is ludicrous. That is too much money. But we've come up with other ideas in terms of oh, well, the, the bursaries has failed. Like, like if, 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 if the bursary thing had worked, then we wouldn't have the fees must fall protests. Watch this yeah. time next month. Fees must, the, 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 too many people are going to go into the universities. Universities can take, I think, 15,000 people, max, okay, across the country. They're going to get 250,000 applications and 70,000 people are going to march and say, I want to come in. Why do they want to go to university? Because they can't get a job. No. So they want to defer it for another three years. They're going to come out with a BA in history and law and think that, and then, and then what? You're going to end up like me, having to work with the CA because you're too doff to do anything else, you know? I'm cutting the portion out for a for a nice advert for the podcast. <laughs> so before uh, we go into schools too much, I, I want to um I want us to quickly talk about why we're doing this. I think it's a there's so much content within the BE world that we um we could probably talk forever about the different elements and interesting things that we've seen and ways we apply it ourselves, but also other people yeah. applying it differently. And and we always learn from each other. Um, the other day I, I had a discussion with someone and she says to me, 
I do not consider something where, where a client teaches me something that I'm wrong. I don't consider it as a loss. I don't lose. I either win or I learn. And I think it's an interesting yes. discussion in terms of yeah. what we yeah. want to do here is that we we probably gonna apply our minds in terms of what we want to do and how we do things, but we can also hear from other people and, and how they, they do it. And there's so much to, to discuss here. So in reality, um, we, we probably not the know-it-alls and the most transformative advisors in the world, but we, we, uh, we do have our own ways and things that we do. But, but for me, in, in this, I would like to meet a lot of interesting people, people that actually do be e-compliance as well, people that implement um, training solutions um, to try and see how, how they do it and, and what works for them, why they do what they do, because I think that's also interesting. Your, your background determines a lot of why, how you see the world and how you, you go forward with certain things. And you know, some of us are so stubborn that we're probably never going to change our ways in certain respect. We're not going to just apply something because someone else does it that way. Um, so so for me, wrong. it's about a lot of people. They're definitely wrong, right? Eh? Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah. So I think to, to meet a lot of new people is, is quite a, a big thing for me. I, um, even though they might be perceived as our competition, um, and uh, people that do exactly what we do. But it, I think there's enough work for all of us, firstly. But secondly, also, there's a, there's a lot that we can learn from each other, the debates around what is right and wrong, also what is good for the client versus what is good for the, the country, what is good for, for the people in this in the sector, and so on. What are some of the things that you would like to learn from, from this process? Or to last year when we did it, well, last year when we did our courses, um, we were very privileged that some people came on. Uh, you know, I think uh, like Ricky D'Souza and Mark Thompson, um, yeah. who were so they generous. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it's so generous with their expertise. If there was something that we didn't know. Then yeah. they would come in and, and, and in fact, one of the presentations, I actually credited Mark on it because he knew more about the subject than I did. And, and, it's, and, I, and I realized that there is this desire to collaborate within the practitioners, but the people no. that we don't speak to that, and it's going to, and look, look, I've made no friends in this industry at all. Um, but the people that we don't speak to, we don't speak to the politicians. We don't speak to the legislators. Uh, there's that guy who runs the triple P thing for some government, something or other. Uh, um, we need to speak to him. Yeah, GTAC, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, we, we need to speak to yeah. him because we want to understand. Because if, if you want to make a regional difference, a public-private partnership is absolutely is, is, is the best way of going about it. It's open to complete and utter abuse. But the B scorecard, if you put in fail-safe mechanisms, it'll work. So we need to be yeah. speaking. I want to speak to, well, maybe you want to speak to the legislators because I'll just tell them what I think of them. But 
Um, but I think we need to speak to um, perhaps some people from Sanus who I definitely don't want to speak to, but I should. Um, uh, yeah, people from the DTI, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, some, uh, some political parties would be interested in talking to us. The DA probably would be. I would love to be able to speak to the ANC, but I think the ANC right now uh, has got a lot on its plate, and I don't even think it knows what it wants. Um, uh, Herman Mashaba and uh, and people like that. Like, what do they see? Well, how do they see this whole thing working? Yeah. But on the on the other side of it, you know, there are the Raylenes, there's Leandra from Magna, um, there's Fidel and all his people from Fidelity. Those are the people that we also want to speak to because they're the guys who have to go back to Sanus and say, well, we awarded these points and these why these points were awarded. Mm -hmm. um, and, then, and then we need to speak to, yeah, you said that you want to speak to uh, some, of the, some of the implementers, the large corporates, because yeah. the large corporates are going to be the most interesting ones because I think they're in a very, very difficult position. They cannot tell it like it is. You and I can say, you know, this is a, a crock um, and, and we really are being taken for fools. But you're not going to get someone from Vodacom saying exactly that. They're going to they're gonna say things like, we're very committed to transformation and this is da 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 you know. And those would be interesting people to talk to because actually I think they make it really difficult to do business with them. Yeah. Uh, the mines, the mines who are under the cosh of the DMR and the unions. That's the Mineral Resources Department. Those are, pe those are really interesting people. We've got to get to know those people. Um, yeah. And then to go and, find, go and find people who are making a difference in, in the townships in the, and all those, those uh, like a cross-section of, of people in this country. And it could be interesting. And it'd be even better if they don't agree with us. But they'd be wrong if they yeah. don't agree with us. We know that. Yeah, also, also, people who, are, who went through a process of potentially supply development or enterprise development programs that went through it to, to see what, what worked for them and potentially what didn't work. Because I think a lot of these programs, unfortunately, are a bit of a stopgap. And it, it just applies it to incubate, then it does its thing all over and over. But the success rate at the end is, is rather low. So, so why is that? And, and we, we can talk to a few of the guys that went through it. We can talk to implementers of, of ESD programs and so on. Talk to, to some NPOs that are positioned towards ACD. Um, so I think there's, there's so much that we can do. And it, it all translates back into our whole economy. Because, I mean, you've started now with with government at a, at a national level, political uh, decision makers. We, we've spoken about us as implementers and, and the gatekeepers on this process, but also to the actual businesses on the ground. And it affects probably everyone in, in some sort of way. I think um, if I was a if I was not the way I am at the moment, I would have looked at BE at a, as a as something that I can not necessarily do for a scorecard, but try and see how I can make it work throughout my business and not change the way that I do business to gain points, but actually um, apply some of these theories or legislation and see where I already do things 
how can I just tweak it a bit to get the points as well and not necessarily reinvent the wheel altogether. And I think that is, that is probably the easiest way to do this, but um, I would like to speak to those type of people as well. Very critically for me is we need to speak to people that are completely opposed to be, I, I think um, a lot of the people that I interact with and, and discuss with, they, they are either very small and, and don't care about it at all. Or secondly, they just had a, a raw deal somewhere. They're angry at BE and um, it probably cost them a lot of money in the past that they didn't get the value for. And I think that's also something that we can explore a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's so much content. Um, I think as we go along, we can we can unpack. Um, so just on that note, if, if you want to talk to us, if you want to be part of this process, you can just contact us. Um, and and um, yeah, we try and set something up to discuss that because um, I think it would be interesting um, as well to meet people that are in the industry that we don't necessarily know at the moment. We're going to talk to our friends friends first and then um, expand from there. So if you want to speak to what's, us, you are very welcome. What's uh, it from like any of friends, those. Rudolf? That's a good point, Paul. That's why we're here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, 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 this, this, I don't know what friends are. Uh, I, there, there are two things that, that, um, that, or a couple of things that I would like to, I would like us to get through because you know, I, my thinking is that, is that B as a concept is under threat because, because when you read the B codes, it was only designed for the good times. You know, if, if, if you need to spend 6% of payroll, let's just leave it at 6% of payroll on the training of black people. But now when training budgets are being slashed and people need to be productive, how on earth are you going to spend that money? So how do you implement something so that you get the points, you don't spend the money, you're still training people, and, and, and they're doing their jobs all at the same time? Uh, this, this, uh, I think BE deals are going to their, uh, you know, well, certainly until the election. I don't think we're going to see any big BE deals being done um, because people don't know where the government's going to go. So BE was designed for the for the good times. We haven't had good times in fifteen years, and it continues. And and people like ourselves will always have work because we say, oh well, you know. You need to do enterprise development. You've got a separate company, da da da. Get fifty-one percent black owned, but they make a loan, all that kind of stuff, which we may or may not go in go go into. That's the first thing. The second thing is guys like Pitleru from Sarkalicher, um, who is definitely anti-BE. Um, yeah. But there's something that needs to be investigated in. The concept of Volkskapitalisme, which was something that Favut put together or something about helping the Afrikaner, the Afrikaner, I don't know what to call them, culture, people, the Afrikaner people become active members of, uh, of the, uh, the economy. And yes, we're talking about a, a, a much fewer people, but it worked. You know, they, they, they put them in the, um, in the Staatsdienst, the Staatsdienst worked. They put them in municipalities, the municipalities worked. And what are guys like um, Pete LaRue doing 
to electrify towns. And what opportunities does that present for everyone? Electrifying towns, he started an Afrikaans university. Um, he's, he's, he's almost creating whole office parks that do not depend on the government for anything. Refuse, water, electricity. And there's such a great story there that everyone can learn from because there's a desire, there's a desire to invest in, in, in the life and the livelihoods of everyone. And we're all connected in some shape or form, even the bloke with a gun to your head. Um, I must tell you a story. I once knew a guy, you know, um, unfortunately he died. He was the most amazing, amazing, amazing person. Uh, his name was David Kelman and David, everything was an opportunity for David, you know, like a, when the new codes came out, he, he phoned me and he'd say, okay, you know, then we're going to do this and we're going to create this and, da, 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 da. and I'm going, David, there's something fundamentally wrong with this BE stuff, okay? It's not good. No, 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 everything's opportunity. And, and, and I liken David, you know, David would be the guy, he'd have someone would have a nine mil to his head and say, give me all your money. And David would say to him, where'd you get the bullets? Betcha I can get them cheaper, you know? <laughs> and... That's the kind of thing that maybe we should be looking at doing. Yeah, very interesting. I, I um, think there's so much to discuss, and and we we'll probably get to a point where we we have to break it down into certain portions and structure it a bit better. But I think for today, um, really just an introduction um, to to what we want to do. Um, try and see where we where we can go with this. Um, if um, at least I can try and get my mom and my wife to listen to it. So we've got two listeners, but, but, but we'll see how it goes from here. Um, our commitment is to try and do it on, on a Wednesday morning at eight to, to release new episodes once a week and, and to build up a bit of a track record and a bit of content for people to engage with and to come back to us with, with questions or clarifications or, and to introduce them to to some other people as well that could help them within certain areas. And I think it's it's rather interesting to try and see where it can end up with. Uh, but at the moment, we we're focusing just on on building some content, building a bit of a, a connection with people, and to, to try and see how we can assist if it's at all necessary. Um, yeah, so, so for me, I think um, to end off with for today, Paul, we, we actually starting a few courses again, where we try and train people and, and you presenting one on the 25th of January uh, for the public sector, which is a free course. So um, maybe, maybe if you can tell us a little bit about what, what's the plan for that specific day um, in terms of the public sector courses. We've done last, one last year showing public sector what they should do to comply. But I think the angle has changed a little bit towards rather why public sector should try and comply with BE. So maybe if you can give us a bit of an overview with that, of that, and then we can leave that there for this week. It was too complicated, that course. Um, so, what we're going to go through in this course is why would your organ of state benefit from doing it and forget about forget about the fact that you're legally required to do it but what would that what what let's use a municipality how would 
service delivery improve if you implemented a BE scorecard and you implemented it fairly um, so that it includes everybody? Because there's no reason why anyone should be excluded from the process of doing business with the municipality. Um, and even under, the, even under B, uh, the, the auspices of B. So that's what we want to work on. We want to work on now what's in it for you if you do it. That's the, that's the key. That's the crux. Good. I'm quite looking forward to that. I think the, the response is always good from public sector guy in terms of training. I know people don't always trust free stuff because there's always a catch, but for, for this one specifically, it's about trying to just open people's eyes to, to the potential of it. I think last year we focused really on, on the, the whip. And I think this is more of the, the carrot um, side of it and try and see why it's good for everyone. If the public sector also takes part and, and we all know that it's legislated that they actually should comply with BEE, but none of them do that. And it's, and it's mainly because of um, the fact that they didn't know, they, they didn't realize it. they do it within procurement, but not, not otherwise. Um, yeah. So maybe well, Paul, but, any last parting words? Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's, uh, you know, we, uh, we want to meet as many people as possible. Um, if you've got something that you think might be relevant, let's talk to you. Um, and we make it chaselach. We're going to make it fun um, because you want to entertain people. Um, that's my story. And I'm umming because apparently you aren't going to edit the ums up. Um, you can um as much as you want. I'll try. I'll leave you out and take mine out. <laughs> nah. Yeah, good thanks, Polly. Uh, I think send it out to the internet. Send it to the world. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. I um, enjoy the cricket. I'm going to the game on Sunday. Centuria. I've got three tickets. So uh, hopefully it's not raining. Uh, it's the Capitals against whoever. Um, my, my local team here in Pretoria, so looking forward to some cricket. Um, other than that, I have to look after the child because my wife has to you. prepare for schooling. Yeah, if I'm on duty. Oh um, every okay. time I say that I'm on duty, then I get corrected to say, not on duty, you're parenting. So I'm, I'm parenting over the weekend. <laughs> why um, do women yeah. just get it, or wives just get I can't, we're going to have to edit that out. Why do wives just get it so differently to us? It's on duty. Parenting, <laughs> parenting is what you do when you pay school fees. We're going to get in trouble here. Good, but thank you. Okay. I'll see you again. And Thanks, Rudolf. Good luck. Cheers. Thank you, man. Good to chat.